0: Okay, we are live now, and we are interviewing Justin Prime. So, give a little bit of rundown of who you are and what you do. Um,
1: Justin Prime. Uh, thanks for asking me. By the way, I'm yeah. happy to be talking with you, man. Um, I'm uh, I don't know where to start. I'm an artist. A, I guess a comic book artist. Um, and just artist in general. I do a lot of like fan art but I've been doing more and more and more of my own stuff. Like, um, like my indie comic that I'm doing, it's called scolder stories. Uh, I'm working on issue three currently. Um, it's a, a called a futuristic sci-fi epic, right? I'm sorry. Futuristic ninja epic. Um, yeah. So come up on issue three. And then I'm also working on something called, uh, Astro pig that one I'm more in the writing and design phase. And that's like a kid's book that focuses on this little, um, pig that's, like, dressed up in a space suit and travels to different planets for each book. Sorry, I got my r- rubber bands in my mouth. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I always forget about these licks. <laughs> uh,
0: so so how do you come up with your comic books, like The Skulls, or how did you come up with that?
1: That was um, sadly not entirely my idea. Okay. Um, I... So my my younger brother I call him a creative powerhouse. He I mean, just is like constantly coming up with incredible ideas and he had, he had written this script called Mixed Martial Animals. And it it's basically like a Ninja Turtles kind of thing where it's these humanoid animals. Gotcha. Um so it's similar in that in that way, you know, they fight off bad guys and stuff. And the bad guys in his story were these um they were called Scolders. Um and so I was really, I liked the story a lot. And the plan was to make that into a comic. And we got, you know, pretty far as far as development, but um, we kind of hit a, a standstill. And so I was super into the idea of making a, a comic still. And I, I asked him, is it okay if I use that sculpture thing? Like in his story, they were like the grunts, they were the expendable, you know, soldiers that were coming from Earth. And, uh, I was like, you know, can I, can I use the sculptures and go deeper into who these guys actually are, these guys and girls, and give them, you know, personalities and whatnot? And he was fine with that. And it started off as like a 10 page, just kind of portfolio builder. Cause I, I didn't think I could write. So my goal was just to do 10 pages. And I looked into Creative Commons and looked, you know, I was looking at poems and like short stories that were open to the public, you know? Yeah. And um, I found something called the Jabberwock, or I'm sorry, Jabberwocky from Lewis Carroll, and I made that my first 10-page story with the sculpture in it. And then I expanded that into, uh, it's written as a six-page story arc right now, but I have this timeline that goes on and on that you know it's, I've written down. It's in my head. And at some point, I'll, I'll be able to get to. Sounds pretty cool. Um,
0: just looking through your Instagram right now. Um, <laughs> So, you got a lot of Venom art, like, fan artwork. Yeah. Like, what's your fascination with Venom? I like Venom too, but I think everyone has, like, a specific reason why they like Venom or the symbiotes in general.
1: You know, I've wondered that. I've wondered that, and I'm not quite sure. I, th- I think part of it is because he, it's, you can draw it so, I think, the, the beastie, the word beastiality is not a good fit here. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that word's ever, like, a good fit anywhere. <laughs> but, um... Just that the, the raw, like animal, beastly nature that you can give to him, but he all that some artists can give to him. Um that's kind of what I go for is that ferocious kind of look. Um, combined with this high-energy tendrils coming off of him and the symbiote's alive. So it's just it's a character that can be so full of like energy. And I like I like to infuse as much energy into what I do, you know, as much as I can. So right. he's like a he's like a natural fit for I like creepy, scary things. Like I did um these uh, creepy versions of um fast food mascots not too long ago. Right. And uh I, I like I like giving things that creepy kind of edge. So Venom is terrifying ideally and uh the energy with it is just it's like I think it's like a perfect combination. I I, I don't get bored of drawing him at all.
0: Yeah, I think I fell in love with because I was like at that right age when the Spider Man animated series was coming out. Yeah. And like Venom was like a huge part of that show. Yeah. And I don't know. i just say I like the character ever since then.
1: It's a fantastic character. Yeah. My, my first introduction was in the comics when he, when he first came out. I was reading, I was reading Spider-Man. Yeah,
0: and, uh, I, I got into comics after the X-Men animated show and the Spider-Man animated show, so I kind of migrated okay. after that. So.
1: Nice. Those are great intros to the... I mean, those are both just timeless scene, yeah. you know, series, you know?
0: They kind of like compact like a huge amount of history into a like a watchable format. They did, yeah. Um. So, uh, I see. Like, you do you do a podcast? You do a lot of content. Like, why do yeah. you like like to give so much content and also do a comic and <clears throat> find all this time to do it?
1: Well, so the the first part of your question was why do I do so much content? Yes, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um that's, I think it's maybe the primary motivating factor, but um, right alongside of that is that I, I realize how important the social part of social media is. Right. But so that's a big part of it. But also, like, you, you know, I know you listen to Gary Vee, right? Yes, I do. So, you know, that if my goal is not to sell stuff, honestly, that's not, I, I make a good living. I have a career that I've made some good choices in my life. So I'm not concerned about that. It's not the money at all. And if anything, I've lost money right. on, on the comic production. Um, Cause shipping is a, is a pain in the ass.
0: Yes. I'm I, aware of that. I keep getting it
1: wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just, I just shipped something to uh, Australia and I undercut it by like 10 bucks. And then I realized, Oh, this guy had another order and I didn't <laughs> include it with it. <laughs> so I got to pay another 25 bucks probably but whatever it's like um, it's it's just not an issue for me right now not because i'm making tons of money at all but um the amount of money they make off art balances out enough to where i'm not gonna you know pick at it but uh the, so- the social part of it's huge and then you know like if i ever do want it i don't know quite where i'm going with art and all this stuff i'm doing but i know that i'm really enjoying it and i know that once where at where wherever i go I'm going to have a bunch of people that find value in what I'm bringing or at least like a small handful that really buy into it. That's my goal. Um, so that is a, I think a big part of why I'm doing so much content. I feel like people need, I see that there's a need for, and and you know, a desire to learn about creation, but the, I mean, anyone can do that. You can find that anywhere. But I think what I've realized recently is that people, there's like a lot of insecurity that comes along with creation. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's so much anxiety and, like, doubt and all these excuses that we give ourselves. And I think I've finally started to, like, power through some of those. So I'm just kind of talking about them on my podcast here and there. So um, I, I think I've, I've found a niche that I feel comfortable talking directly to and that I that could be helpful with.
0: Yeah, I kind of see. Well, I'm on the design end of things. But I see there's yeah. still a, a huge vast of a need of creatives giving educational stuff to more creatives from a creative perspective because Yeah, there isn't much there
1: No, and there's tons of how-to like you can go anywhere and find how to use clip studio paint or Photoshop or whatever and um, Even know how to do comic books and how to tell stories But then people don't move forward because they have these things in their head like well I'm gonna wait until I have the right amount of followers or I'm gonna wait until I get this one thing down or whatever, so there's this gap in what we know and our I think our desire to get there because if I think if we wanted it bad enough, we would just make it happen I think honestly mm-hmm. um, but I do think people they want change and they want to move forward um, but there's all these things in their head that stop them from getting from using the knowledge that they are gaining you know what I
0: mean yeah,
1: I think that was something that I that personally that kind of like uh, spoke to me because I was stuck on. I thought about doing a comic for a while before pulling the trigger on it. It was always something like it was always in the back of my head ever since I was a teenager, you know what I mean? Like to do a, a comic book yeah. or to work for Marvel or whatever it was. Um, and I, I never took that thought seriously. And then once I had the opportunity, like I was sharing before, once I had the opportunity, it was like, everything came crashing together. And it was like, Oh yeah. I remember like this has been inside of you for the past 20 years or whatever. Um, so that's, but then I had all these obstacles in my head of like, I can't write. And so I have to rely on someone else and I don't have good ideas. And then once I just started doing it, I realized, oh, I, you know, I can do these things. All that was lacking was it, there was this mental obstacle in my way. Once I got out of that, things started pouring out of me and I've, I've been, um, I've just been having t- a ton of fun since then.
0: Yeah. I've kind of noticed that too with a lot of stuff that I do. Hmm. I mean, I've noticed like, uh, a lot of things that I see is a lot of designers and artists that like you said, they're scared to move and scared yeah. to get past that. But a lot of them are just scared period to start. Like when I was in design yeah. school, a lot of them were like, well, when I get my portfolio, then I'll make it. But the thing is you had to start in design school to even just get through the door. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, a lot all- of, a lot of people fail now.
1: Yeah. Like there's, there's no perfect time. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, Becoming a, a millionaire like Gary Vee. it's just like creating a comic book. Like, there's no perfect time; just do it. Yeah, I mean, you there's I mean?
0: there's a lot of independent comics out there, but there's still so much room out there for them.
1: There really is, and like, I don't think there's a shortage of stories. There's always a new story or a new angle,
0: right? No, I think I think with images resurgence, it's proven it that, that there's so much more room for different independent comics because yeah. image isn't just superheroes anymore. They're yeah, everything now, pretty much.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, what I love about Gary V is that he has, and I I listen to him all the time, so I'm going to keep bringing him up probably. Yeah. And I also I don't want anyone to think these are my ideas because they're not. Um, I'm just I feel like I've I've gotten so much value from him that he puts it out there for free. Like, how could I do anything less, really? Um, oh, so what what he's shown us is though is that you don't have to go through the traditional mediums to do your thing. Like, you yeah. that stuff is like obsolete almost comic books are still much a lot very much alive but you can create a comic on instagram uh, actually um todd knock he's he's a big legit comic book artist but he has this um very very tiny uh side account and i forget what it's called but it's about this guy with the pumpkin head right. and he, he does these just these short comics that you flip through you swipe um Like you can make a comic that way. And if you do enough and you're good enough, you make enough content and, you know, share your process along the way and stuff. There's, there's probably a market for that. Someone will find you and, you know, you might become an influencer or, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the future looks like for that person, but you don't have to do a printed comic anymore. If you want to be in comics, web Um, comics, obviously.
0: Yeah. So if you were a starting out artist right now, what social medias would you say that they need to be on to start off and get a real good amount of attention? Because so i noticed that Instagram lately with their latest change, it hasn't yeah. been getting as much interaction, but it's still getting similar amount, just not as much up front.
1: So if I were to start all over, uh, I don't think it would matter what platform I choose, honestly. Right. What would matter is what I'm putting out there and how much of a community that I'm becoming a part of it. So if I were to start all over on Instagram right now, I think that's a great place to start Vero Vero is, there's been a lot of issues with it, but I, I think there's a lot of good stuff that, that could happen there. Yeah. But no matter what, what you choose, I think you have to become a part of the community. That means, you know, searching the hashtags and leaving comments and insightful questions. Um, and you know, posting at least once a day, probably. Yeah. Like that. I think that's, that's it. And, and it's not about how many followers you get. It's about the quality of followers you get. Um, people that are genuinely interested in what you're doing. So no matter what platform you pick, you probably should do your own thing and not, you know, you know what I mean? Like if you want to attract people that are into what you do, then do what you do. Part of the problem that I came across, it's not really a problem, but I don't do a whole lot of fan art anymore. And that's why most people follow me. Right. You know, i I'm at like 8,800 followers, which is I think relatively small. Um, but if I were to draw Venom every day, I'd probably have a lot more. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I draw Spider Man every day, I'd, I'm sure to have a lot more. But it's just that's I'm not feeling that stuff as much anymore. Um, so I, th- I think if I were to start all over, I'd probably pick Instagram and Vero. I probably wouldn't spend any time on YouTube um, anymore. And I probably shouldn't anymore, honestly. But um, yeah, I would just do my own thing. I, right off the bat, I would be doing creator own. I would be doing Sculder Stories and Astro Pig and. Some fan art here and there but i would want to build the community that is into my creative stuff you know what i mean
0: yeah i would almost say also on top of that live streaming is wicked important now okay like like facebook it's pushing it harder than it's ever gonna and it's gonna push it harder going down further down the road Mm. like they've started actually buying twitch streamers off of their platform and moving them over to facebook oh wow and they've been seeing growth faster than they were when they were affiliated. So. Wow. I All have
1: right. I have neglected my Facebook page completely. Yeah.
0: I would. Uh, there's a guy called Darkness429. Mm-hmm. He was on Twitch and affiliate, which means he was making some money. And then he yeah. left, and now he's gaining like I was watching him last week and playing Fortnite. He had 10,000 viewers. Wow. Yeah
1: crazy yeah I, I think i I was doing a lot of live streams but the way i was treating it was i was recording it yeah. and then re-uploading re- it as a time lapse um i th- there's plenty of room like when i draw there's no reason why i shouldn't be
0: live streaming every single second of that yeah it's yeah. I, I was doing i i've kind of fell off of it just because of certain priorities have come up but i was doing twitch and mixer at the same time which are once the biggest once the upcoming new biggest ones oh, well. okay but I, I think know. live streams really good for people starting up too.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think it would hurt. I think I think the process like people are really really interested in the process. There's and that's that's the community that I'm trying to build right now is um, artists that are new or independent, just like me. Like I, that's who I am. Um, right. And so I'm just reaching out to people that are like me and and sharing my process, and people really like it.
0: Yeah. So what are like your main influences like when you start working on a project? Like do you have like art books that you look at and like suggestions or do you just have like a bank in your memory that you have or
1: no no art books um i don't invest in in i don't invest in any art books or comic books anymore <laughs> right <laughs> it's just like it's just i don't know it's sad to say but it's kind of clutter and i mean i have even this is like clutter right. um but yeah i don't spend money on that
0: stuff just because it's that stuff's
1: expensive dude
0: it is i uh, i have Five long, long boxes in the shed. And... Oh man!
1: <laughs> yeah, I could. I, I I have stuff in my garage that I've had forever. It's like '90s comics, yeah. and I, I just can't seem to get rid of it. And like, I hate that. I hate that emotional connection. I or that attachment I have.
0: Yeah, it's like I'm shackled to it. '90 comics are like a penny on a dime. So I know they are. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the worst part about them.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so was the question what do I what's, what's the inspiration or what I have in my head or
0: yeah what's what's your inspiration when you start working on a project like
1: um, I tend to rely on what I it's just this feeling of like I have to get this down I have to do this right and um, I kind of wait for that feeling and luckily I, I have a number of things where I feel like that the podcast is right now something I'm super really passionate about and I didn't, that came out of nowhere but I, I just I have to do it right and then um same with uh scolder stories it's such something i just i have to do um after pig is there also not quite as much so I'm, i think i'm realizing that scolder stories is a little bit more important to me but it's just this, this thing inside of me it's like i have to do it and then i think as far as the like the content in it i really enjoy things with heavy violence i just do yeah, i like it. i just you know it is man. It's, um you know like there's Things that I might pull from, like John Woo, has that super stylized, heavy, you know, action film kind of stuff. You know, right? Um, hey, look at that! So yeah. this is the half. This is the half issue you're looking at, right? Um, but also, so there, I, I like a lot of action. You know, anime, Ninja Scroll, John Woo stuff. Um, I like blood. I like violence. Uh, but the other part of me is that I want to balance that out with is heavy emotional content. So yeah. in this one right here in the half issue, this is all about Nick's. He's my main character from issue one. And the connection he has with um with that girl right there. Her um her name's spoiler alert is Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> On the side of her head it says F U C. So you're not supposed to know what it is. Um and then we realize it's Penelope. Uh, oops. Um so there, there's I wanna include a heavy emotional component to each of my characters. Right. Um uh, that comes from my my day job is i'm a I'm a therapist I work in mental health gotcha. and and i like that's a huge part of what I do is that emotional stuff that people go through and are dealing with um, so I, like that's what makes us you know who we are so I want to include that emotional stuff because I think it you know it's like it instantly clicks with people you know what I mean yeah. so in that in that awkward scene there where the two of them are kind of like instantly hitting it off to me that's brings me back to being a teenager and you know seeing that girl and it's like right away it's like bam like just gets sucked in um, so I've just kind of you know kind of recapture that uh, the two of them have some messed up histories also that I kind of touch on in that in that half issue because um, I think that heavy stuff is is really important and I know I, I like to touch on it and then to balance that out with heavy violence I don't know it makes sense to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> it kind of does <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, with so my first three issues out of six are each one has a different um, sculpture protagonist. And issue two is um, her name is Masako. And I have this, I think, really kind of deep look into who, why she is the way she is. And it comes from a very traumatized past right. and it explains why she is the way she is in issue number two, like you to get the full picture, you know. Um, and then for issue three, uh, I don't want to say what happens, but I have a I have a half issue planned for issue three as well that kind of goes deeper into a specific moment in the series um, on an emotional level. Like it's just, I, I feel like it's just really kind of needed. Yeah, know, to you understand know. the character, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think like when you read like DC or Marvel, like these characters you know for so long. Well, most yeah. of them, except some of the newer ones, that you know so long that right. you just kind of know their story. Yeah. Um, I had one more question. I'm trying to remember it. Oh, so recently you did like a contest for people to design, um, a new character in your book. Do you think that's important to like to bring the community back into the book and kind of make it feel like it's also their book as well as yours? Um,
1: I don't know if that, I don't, I don't know if that was the benefit for me. Okay. That ended up being the benefit for the people that, Took part in it. And what was right. really cool was the feedback I got from people was I've been, you know, a couple of people said I've been stuck in like an artistic rut, but this context ca- kind of got me out of it. I was really super, you know, passionate about the character I was making for you. And I did a couple of these. I did one where it was a sculpture design contest where you design your own sculpture. And then another one, which was the Android design contest where you design an Android, which is going to go into issue three. Right. And with both of those, people said, like, you know, thank you so much for doing this I don't it's not about winning or losing just being a part of this was a lot of fun and that to me was a happy little reward I didn't expect um, I felt kind of bad asking for for this because I can't pay anyone I'm not you know right so I felt guilty but I'm like you know what like let's just, let's just put it out there and the response I got was really really overall super just very positive nothing negative whats to say at all and I think it stemmed from me recognizing that my design, my character concept stuff is not the strongest, and I, I, needed, I needed help. So I just put it out there as a fun contest, and, uh, yeah, people responded to it. And I'm I'm really happy with what I got.
0: Yeah, it seemed, I looked at some of the entries. There was pretty good. And the one that won, I think, actually really deserved it. it was a pretty cool design, actually.
1: Uh, the, For the culture, Oh, it was the hybrid? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, the hybrid um, human and dragon type thing. Yeah, yeah it, it tied directly into issue one so it was like he saw something that i may not have seen right um so i, I was really happy with that and then the android design contest that's something that i think we, i think design uh, a character concept is a weakness of mine um because i just haven't spent enough time on it but then like doubly is android design or, or robot design that's where once things get to those like static shapes I guess they don't have to be that way, but that's where my brain really kind of freezes up. Right. So with the Android, I was really having a hard time. I didn't know where to go at all. So I put it out there to the community and the design I got was like, once I saw it, I knew instantly that like that's it. That's the one. It fit perfectly into the style I've been building up visually, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah so overall great experience. And I've kind of, I've been thinking about doing something like that again for issue three. Cause, uh, Oh no, for, um for, uh, astropig book one right because that astropig is going to have a lot of creatures in it just kind of in the landscape yeah and, and uh so i've been thinking about asking people to to submit if you want to have your creature included just submit it and i'll put in as many in as i can that i think will be a good fit um so i haven't pulled the trigger on that but i might do that
0: yeah i think it's good with a small book like that and an independent book yeah. to bring the community back in because I think it only makes it stronger for them to keep reading it.
1: Yeah, I think so. My concern, this is just like my issue. I feel like I owe them something.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I hate that. I hate that feeling. So that's what, I think I'd probably do more of this stuff, but I hate feeling like you have a claim over my book in some fashion. (laughs) You know what (laughs) I mean? Um, That's just, I think it's it's my own issue, but it just, it keeps bugging me.
0: Yeah, I know that feeling. If I asked for something, I'd, have a gut feeling of just I asked for too much already.
1: Exactly, isn't that Like is not kind of sad too. And like I know I like, asked for
0: health for insurance for my my work. I was like, I feel like I asked for too much for you guys already. <laughs> and I've been here for 5 years. But you know like Gary V, he says like if you don't
1: like just ask. The yeah. worst they can do is say no, right? Yeah. But still there's this mental obstacle for me where yeah, where I don't um I
0: Kind of big of anything else. Um, so I was looking at like your 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 page layouts and stuff. Yeah. This is where I just completely like go OCD because like I'm completely insane about layout design when it comes. Oh, to-
1: put it! Look, I can't see it. Put it up here. I,
0: I would oh, love to get. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, uh. Screen share. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Okay. Like, I like your color layouts and stuff. Like, it's, okay. uh, I like at least a, the minimum amount of color layout as possible. Mm. Just because it kind of, like, attracts the eye where you want it to go specifically. Mm-hmm. But this page, I think, is almost right. The only thing mm. is, like, I think these bubbles are good here. Okay. But I think this building should kind of be pointing here and this bubble should be here. So it kind of makes your eye do, like, a zigzag kind of effect. Mm-hmm. And keep following us through the page, so your eye kind of like has a motion path to go through, and then it flips to the next page, kind
1: of. I, yeah, and I didn't on this page. I remember I did not think of it. Usually with the pages, I do. I I, I think very clearly about where I want you to look. Yeah. And with this one, I had this thing in my head where I wanted to do this like zooming, like spinning camera right. thing. But I'm like, I, I should realize, you know, that I'm not doing a movie here. Yeah. And it doesn't translate that well on panels. So really, I should think of this as a comic, and then guide the eye. So yeah, you're right because I did this like spinny thing, and then I just had the text go
0: straight down. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. But I think like your layouts are like they're they're familiar enough for people to know that it's a comic book and how to read it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they're different enough to stand out. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are scared when it comes to comic books to change the layout. Yes, I agree. I think like the biggest thing like I've seen change up was well Flash New 52 kind of do but Flash Rebirth really just changed everything. I am unfamiliar with that. It's crazy like they did certain things with time and certain things mm. with how fast he's going and moving across the pages.
1: Oh cool.
0: It's pretty cool. I'm go to Flash again.
1: Go to book 1 because this this one, one. I played it pretty safe. But okay. book 1 is where I was just kind of like it was like just yeah visual vomit i'm like i'm just gonna have fun and do it you know yeah um so the the black and white stuff this was done years and years ago okay and i found a way to incorporate it into book one or issue one yeah i kind
0: of um, like it because it looks older and almost like it's supposed yeah. to be in the past
1: well yeah, yeah exactly it, it is yeah. and it, it worked out nicely so as far as design this page right here with with his face yeah each issue of the first three will have a page like this per character. So if you go to issue two, you'll see the same thing with Masako's face. It's kind of like the the mission page. You get to see their face and kind of just get a feel for the character.
0: Yeah. It almost feels like um, how Marvel used to do uh, the Stanley presents with a little bit of a blurb to catch you up and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I like this page. I like how it kind of – you get a – a zoom in of the ship, or what's going in the ship, and then you get the ship, and then you get stuff's about to happen because people are wearing helmets and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this and is. The... Was... Go ahead. Oh no, go ahead.
1: Uh, I want to. Well, no, actually, you, you go ahead first. I want to hear your thoughts before okay. I taint taint them with my thoughts.
0: Oh, okay. I like this one because you can kind of see the ship zooming in.
1: Yeah,
0: and the contrast of the color. So the ship, it looks like it's going to mess some shit up because it's not brightly colored as the mm. planet itself.
1: Yeah. And I was hoping that visually it'd be overhanging us, um, kind of imposing into the page rather well. than like gracefully entering the page. It's, it's jutting itself in there. And, uh, I was hoping that the eye would carry across those clouds and kind of into the horizon.
0: Yeah. And I think it works good with the bubble. So you have this one up here, and it kind of, with the ship pointing down this way, it kind of points you down to these other bubbles. Yeah. And this cloud does kind of help you bring you over to the other ones, so that kind of yeah. works good.
1: Yep. Yeah. So.
0: But I think this is like a pretty good layout for an independent boat, because a lot of them are, they're good, but they're kind of just playing it safe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to, I just wanted to have fun and yeah. tell the story as best I could without fitting into a a mold exactly. Um, So I got kind of creative, I think, at times. Um, You know, as long as as I thought it worked.
0: Yeah. I do like how all your colors are kind of bright, but your blood is, like, especially bright.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was um, a Frank Miller kind of influence, I think.
0: Yeah. If
1: anyone
0: does bright blood, it's Frank Miller. Yeah. (laughs) I really like this where you kind of see the silhouettes and then them falling with the bloods and stuff.
1: I was hoping... This is a page I added in kind of at the last minute because um, the previous page was all this um, action going on. right? And then this page, I wanted there to be a, sl- a pause. So the the body's falling. Um, I'm hoping it gives the reader just a visual pause and your eye carries down diagonally. And then you have the build-up, the the three bottom panels. And I was hoping those... The, the idea here with um, the sound effects yeah. is that you, you have to, you know, slightly pause for each word, and then I wanted to make them small so you had to focus a little bit more, just to kind of get a little bit more build up. That was the goal. Hopefully,
0: I yeah. pulled it off. Yeah, I could see that actually working here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this page with the movement yeah. how it works. It's it's pretty slick with the movement. Tell me more. <laughs> The only thing about comic books is when I see movement that's, like, good, I don't know how to explain it. It's just good. Yeah.
1: Well, this one I wanted to – I did have a goal in mind, which is I wanted the reader to – where no matter where your eye fell, right. I wanted your eye to carry in an oval motion. Right. Um, so, so the red, all the red and the black silhouette, the so there's like these black spots and the red should – the idea was that they would carry your eye in, like, an oval – um, and even even if you look at the bamboo in the in the left, that's kind of closer to us, yeah. and the bamboo on the right, that's kind of closer to us. Even those are supposed to contain the eye into that oval yeah. uh, of the red. So that that was the goal.
0: It almost reminds me of like a, a, a Nightwing spread where he's jumping mm-hmm. from rooftop to rooftop, where you can see his whole arc of movement.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I think this is a really clean comic book. Like it's. I like your color palette. I like how you did dip panels differently.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that one that page right there up up a uh, one of the panels is is the sword. No, no go, down. go down.
0: right here. Yep. One, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Uh the I call it a um a black hole weapon cuz it acts like a black hole. It sucks things into it. Nice. Um so it doesn't actually cut anything. It actually removes matter from whatever it touches. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that yeah, that acts as a panel. Um yeah. A little creative, not too much, but kind of creative
0: <laughs> enough to make it not noticeable, but noticeable. You, you know what looking. I mean? Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like this right here, this bottom part where you see is he's, carrying he's the head. Yeah, you don't see him carrying the head all the way. It's a nice silhouette.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's one of those little emotional moments. This, yeah, and I don't know if I pulled it off, but I wanted that yellow to be a flashback where he's. Remembering his dad because his dad dies on this page. Right. And then he's got a nice little hug with his uh, with his dad there.
0: Yeah. I think the only way better to make it work as a flashback is maybe make it a little bit less saturated and overall mm. faded. It's supposed to be a happy moment though.
1: Yeah. you know, mixed in with the sadness directly above it as his dad dies. Right. Um so it's just I wanted a happy moment mixed in with that sadness, and I don't know, you think I pulled it off or no?
0: Yeah, I think you did. Moving like on. I said, that's the only thing I could think of that would maybe make it work better is a, a like a desaturated mm. a little bit, but that's something I could think of. I
1: don't
0: know. And I like this panel. It reminds me of like a like almost like a Dragon Ball Super or Dragon Ball Z moment. Mm. Staring off at the boss.
1: Oh yeah, that's the feel I was going for. I wanted you to notice that moon right away and then go to his helmet insignia and then down to the dust, which takes us to the three Jabberwock. Yeah. What sucks is like in my mind, that's what I want to have happen, but I have no idea if it happens
0: or not for people. Um, I think it does with this panel. The only thing I think that gets lost is the speech bubble. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything else, like you said, works just the speech bubble gets lost. But besides that, yeah, I can see that. Yep. I mean, half the things that people read comic books for, cool art. So,
1: yeah, but the but really the words are the bubbles are what carries I think the eye mostly. Yeah, I've noticed for myself like if I'm really into a comic, I don't like I'll just keep going bubble to bubble, and I won't yeah. notice the art unless it's you know really terrific. But the the bubbles carry it.
0: Yeah, I think this one works really good with the bubbles. Yeah, how it kind of carries you down and carries you through each panel. There you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah I, think. yeah I I like to play with the colors i really want things to pop out just to add to that energy level
0: yeah um
1: yeah so i like things so this this issue is pretty dark and i'm digitally like we're looking at right now i'm fine with that when it got printed out it ended up being darker which i guess is normal but i didn't anticipate that so in the book itself it feels a bit too dark and the right. blue, like all those pops, like the blues and the reds, they get way muted, which really sucked.
0: Yeah, it just depends what you print on. Sometimes that's what I've learned over time. Well,
1: the guy said um, that's he uses industry standard, you know, paper and ink or whatever, um, and I, I believed him. It, so it looked it looked fine, but it just I know what, it, what I wanted it to look like, you know.
0: Right. I guess it's one of those things you have to learn as you go.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so okay. I just have to adjust for that. Yeah.
0: So, what tools do you use to make your? comics and stuff
1: i am using uh clip studio paint okay um just because they have it's it's made for comic books um right. so they, the the panels and the way you can work within the panels it's 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 just makes it really easy they have the speed bubbles and everything you need is ready to go um and uh and i use my my new surface pro it's mm-hmm. the one after the surface pro 4 Right. So I use that because I can bring it with me anywhere and everywhere, and uh, no matter where I'm out, I can bust it out and start working on, you know, whatever I'm working on. Like, yeah. it's just it's so practical. Yeah. And then I, I, I got the new, like, that's why I got the new Surface Pro, but also because it can run full programs, like the iPad Pro can do some kick-ass stuff, but you can't technically run, like, a full Photoshop or whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, I think they have a, a new version of Clip Studio, I forget what they changed the name to it of, but yeah. they have an iPad version of it. I just...
1: yeah, yeah. I, with it. I wonder how... I don't know. I haven't looked into how good it is. If, if it's comparable to what I'm doing right now, I'd probably rather use the iPad Pro because I, I used it once and, man, it felt great. Yeah. I have so if, if, they can, if they can replicate Clip Studio on that, I they probably would get me to buy a, a new yeah. iPad Pro.
0: I have a hate for Apple, but the iPad Pro <laughs> makes me want to get an iPad. <laughs> Why do you hate Apple? Uh, I've just had. I guess it's. I've always. I've come from gaming PCs. Mm. Oh, okay. So I'm not used to that level of not customization. Mm. So I want to build my computer and make sure it has everything I need in it. And
1: yeah, Apple kind of wants to give you like the the thing that's done and yeah. it's cool and it's minimal and it's ready to go. But yeah, I'm kind of like you where I want to mess with stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I want a big black box that I know can do whatever I have it thrown at it. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. But I, I've looked at the iPad Pro, and I'm like, man, this makes me want to get it, actually.
1: Have you tried drawing on it or, or sketching or anything?
0: Yeah, the Apple Pencil actually makes me want to get it. That's the one thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, it feels... I just did it briefly, but it feels really good.
0: Yeah, like I like the Surface, yeah, and that pen, but it it feels completely different than that.
1: It does. I I can't believe how much of a difference there is, But
0: you're right. Yeah, it totally does. Like I have a Wacom Intuos, and it's it's close to that. Like they're probably mm-hmm. on the same level as them. Wow. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah. So I don't know if you let me if you hear about Clip Studio Paint being as good on the iPad Pro, let me know. I'll probably jump over there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm happy with my Surface Pro.
0: Yeah, I've heard when people get them they like them. Like there's no complaints really from.
1: Well, no, it's cool cuz I, I can do I do some light video editing on it, not too much, but it has this it has the Xbox game recorder so I can record all my anything I do. Right. And then um it has I, I downloaded a movie maker which is a very simple editing program, but it has this phenomenal time lapse mode where you can be very exact on how fast you want it to go. Not just like 2 times, 4 times, 8 times, but it, you can do like 13.7 times fast. So mm-hmm. I can get it, I can get these videos to the exact length that I need to match a song or to match um, some of my audio from a podcast or whatever. Um, so that, that that's kind of my tools that I use day to day.
0: Yeah, sounds pretty yeah. cool. I've been thinking about going kind a of, Surface. I I currently have just like a cheap Android tablet that I use for like monitoring chat when I stream and occasionally nice. I'll draw on it. But what what is it? Uh, it's a Lenovo. Tab. Oh wow three or something but I I've, I used um, those are pretty decent aren't they I mean it's good it's what it does what it needs to do
1: is that is that a monitor or is that a standalone
0: uh, it's a standalone yeah. Android tablet it's just like a okay. hundred dollar tablet oh nice <laughs> I mean I, I got a little bamboo tab or uh, stylus and I just I'll use uh, if I draw on it I'll use Adobe Sketch just because I'm hooked into the Adobe ecosystem and I can't get out of it somehow. If it works, it works, man.
1: Yeah. I tried. I had gotten some some knockoff Surface Pro. It was, um, I want to say like Asus or something like that. Yeah. So it was considerably less, but I thought it would do what I ne- it needed to do, and it was it was pretty bad. Yeah. And that's when I realized, like, if I want to be able to work at a certain level,
0: I, I just I have to invest in it. There's someone that came out with a Surface. It's basically a Surface Pro Killer. It looks just like it. has all the same abilities. And it's about a third the cost of it. Whoa. Yeah.
1: No starts
0: idea with, what it was? It starts with a V. Wow. That sounds pretty, cool. It was pretty cool when I saw it. Uh, that sounds cool. And they, uh, they started it by kickstarting it. Oh, wow. So... Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, sure. It is called the E V V tablet. E V? Yeah. E V E V tablet. Image of it. I'm gonna
1: look it up right now. Eve. E V E V tablet. Wait, 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 hold on. There's all those letters sound similar.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is it right here. Oh, okay, cool. I mean it's it, it's got pretty good reviews on it too and Are you doing a screen share? Uh yeah. I think I am. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm uh, I'm not seeing anything yet. Oh, wow, well, that's weird. Uh, oh, wait. So, you're thinking about doing more interviews for your podcast, man?
0: Yeah, I got another one lined up for hey. an animator in Australia called Sam Green. Or not? Yeah. He's done you some could... uh, pretty cool animations. Andy probably
1: has an accent. He does. That's fantastic. He also
0: does a a stream on Twitch, which is pretty good to watch every once in a while.
1: For animation?
0: Uh, He does animations, and then every once in a while he'll do, like, commission work. Wow. And uh, he'll do, every once in a while, he'll just start giving out free sketches to people in the chat.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not seeing any uh, screen share yet.
0: What? Uh, Uh. I I'm sharing it to everyone. That should be it. No. I don't know why it's not doing it. Oh yeah,
1: it's weird. It, your 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 screen freezes. Yeah, but it doesn't show me what you're looking at. Huh. Oh, no! Well. Wow. Hey, there we go. Oh, something's happening. Oh wow! Look at that. It looks just like it. It's yeah. Wow. Kickstand too. And it's got a uh, keyboard that lights up. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's the lifestyle.
0: Yep. If there's anything you want to make for gamers, just put RGB lighting in it. RGB 11? RGB lighting. It can light up any color. (laughs) And they'll like it. (laughs) That that looks really cool. Yeah. So, I don't think I have any more questions right now. right, man. All right. Um, Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, I guess just let everyone know where they can find your stuff.
1: Oh, um well right you know right now I, I kinda want to change my my name so they're all uniform. Right. Just maybe make things all everything the art of Justin Prime. But for now, uh, my my website is theartofjustinprime dot com. All one word theartofjustinprime.com. And um my Instagram would be my main social media. It's Justin underscore prime. And the other thing you should probably know about is my podcast. I call it the J Primecast, because I'm terrible at naming things. Okay. Everything I name has just got JP in it. Um Yeah, the J Primecast, it's it is my kind of my passion right now, honestly. I'm really into it. But uh every week I do I, I release stuff throughout the week. One of one thing I release is called um JP Reads, where I read off rap songs. Word-for-word mm-hmm. word, without the beat or anything. I just read it right that's been like just unending humor for me um, and then I have a weekly podcast uh, Primecast, cast uh, Every Monday morning where I kind of reflect on my week and what I did and didn't achieve. It's all processy kind of stuff And I just I share very clearly about you know where I'm at with my projects what went right what went wrong um, And people seem to be really getting a lot out of that mm-hmm. and then I also do things throughout the week, like I'll do a two minute answer. Usually it's in my car so far (laughs) (laughs) and I'll just answer something in two minutes. And that's, you know, I I call it like a mini cast. Um, And then there'll be other mini casts where it's like, I'll just kind of reflect on a, um, an idea or something. Uh, Just whatever kind of inspires me. So um, it's, it's, it's intended for people like me that are independent or amateur creators and um, in comics or, or whatever, but just people that, are kind of figuring it out, you know, that's because I feel like that's kind of where I'm at right now. just figuring stuff out.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. And if there's uh, any final thoughts you want to give anybody that's starting out.
1: Oh, just start it, dude. I mean, just start. And for me, it was this like nagging. Like I said, when I was 15, it was just this thing in the back of my head. Like, you know, it'd be kind of cool if, you know what I mean? Right. Um, That's the seed. Like pay attention to that little voice in the back of your head and like you know water it you know i mean like try it out draw a panel um don't just keep thinking about it like just start just start something just a little bit do a panel each day or whatever or once a week whatever you think you can handle but just start just start
0: all right well thank you for coming on and thank you for your time you're very welcome and thank you yeah